Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Anime Watch Club, a bi-weekly group discussion and review show where the cast of the What Do You Say Anime podcast nominates and votes on a variety of shows that we either wish to watch for the first time or shows that would lead to a great discussion. On today's episode, the gang will be talking about the 2016 original anime, 91 Days. Let's meet today's constituents. First up, we have the US's number four, Hamtaro Dojinshi writer. We have Kat. Kat, how's it going? Uh, okay, I normally like your intros. That one got way too, like... Too close to home? No, just, like, I get I'm an reviewer but, like... No. Just, no. We're glad to have He's you, the number two Hamtaro, Dojinji writer. Yeah. <laughs> your fucking back straight, baby. Hey, I checked the rankings before the episode started. You were at four. And you were fucking wrong. <laughs> hey, don't blame me. Blame the internet. Up next, our first moderator tonight, the man who uses the perfect amount of butter when cooking his lasagna. We got Don Arco's number one lasagna slut. We got Miles. Miles, how's it going? Uh, fun fact, uh, I don't like lasagna. Yeah, but you don't have to I cook don't it. either. Yeah, but I am a lasagna slut, all the same. <laughs> well, we're glad to have you. And cosplaying Angelo's little brother on the inside, uh, we got Pat. Angelo? He gets murked in the first episode. From 91 Days? Yeah. You know the show we're reviewing? Oh, that's right. His name's Angelo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, cosplaying his little brother. Damn. On the uh, inside. On the inside. Yeah, because okay. you're dead on the inside. Young and little bull. I explained the joke. <laughs> Joke's jokes oh, are funny as you when explained you explain them. Yeah, exactly. Now I mean, people, it wasn't hitting. I, I, might as well, I might as well go for it. Yeah, no. Um, hello. <laughs> I, I guess I, 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 I'm about as alive on the inside right now as I've ever been. I gotta say, I'm, I'm back from a friend's wedding. I'm uh, ready to talk about a show. Uh, yeah, not yours, Miles. Uh, get the fuck out of here. Uh, no, it was, it was yours. Um, <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'm ready to talk about 91 Days. So let's get, uh, let's get our stuff going. As, as always, we'll do a uh, spoiler-free uh, intro. What we thought about the show initially, uh, if we'd heard of it before... Yada yada. Anything that you feel is important before then, uh, saying whether you would recommend it to someone else or not. You know, give uh, off your first impressions. What what your general thoughts were. So, uh, Miles, why don't you kick us off? Sure. Um, first impressions. I mean, I thought it was it was a good show. I mean, like it, it was totally fine. The the hook's interesting enough. It's like a revenge story. I dig revenge stories. Um, it's got like a sort of prohibition era setting and by that i mean it has exactly a prohibition era u.s setting um that's that's where it takes place um and i think that like that, that's fun that's the thing i dig um don't expect to be blown away but like if if you like anime and you like mob stuff um or revenge stories or whatever did you know give it a watch you know it'll it'll be fine you'll enjoy it there you go all right um just occurred to me how small our cast is today too. We only got four of us, uh, so we're we're <laughs> just hitting me how uh, how few numbers we're gonna have adding up to the score, and then how many how few nominations we're gonna have too going into next week. Um, Cat, what have you got? Um, so my first impressions of it, since I was the last person who uh, who nominated it. Uh, so this. I have heard about it for a long time and has been on my watch list for a long time. And I've heard that it's really, really good. Um, 
and I was kind of looking for an excuse to nominate it, but I didn't really have one until we watched Bacchano. And then I heard all the comparisons of Bacchano to 91 Days. Uh, basically the setting. Um, and really, I wasn't necessarily blown away by the art, because the art isn't the greatest thing in the world. No. But it is, but it was a pretty intriguing story to me. So, I think, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, would you recommend it? I would recommend it, yeah. Alrighty, cool. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that one. The art was, uh, <laughs> it was art. Uh, <laughs> you know, art is uh, in the eye of the beholder, right? Uh, Pete, what have you got? Yeah, so mobster like anime is pretty underrepresented in anime. We get some like more of the Yakuza since this is a Japanese medium that would make more sense. We get Bakano, Ninety One Days, and Gangsta are like the three that come to my head. So this is the number two mobster that uh, show that we've done. Yeah, normal revenge gangster plot, like, to set things off. I think we're probably going to talk about it. We're going to do, like, comparisons to Bacchano, the Godfather, and other mobster things going on. To me, I didn't really grasp onto anybody where I was, like, intrigued by anybody in the show. That was kind of, like, the biggest turnoff for me. I had some qualms with, like, the animation and some of the dialogue, especially if you watch the dub I thought that was very up and down in terms of the quality. But if you're looking for that mobster style of show, I thought 91 Days was a perfectly fine anime. I didn't, I, I would recommend it to anybody who's looking for like the mobster anime. This is, I don't think it's as good as Bacchano, but it has different elements than Bacchano that I can see people enjoying this more than, than that. Yeah, I, that's fair. I, I, for myself, I didn't enjoy it more than Bacchano. I kind of wished I got to watch Bacchano season two rather than this, but, you know, we'll get there someday, I hope. Maybe. Probably not. Um, but yeah, I think I, I generally agree with what everyone else has said so far, where it's like, would I recommend this? I'd say I think I could, but I not that I, I don't think I would, but I definitely could if someone asked me, hey, what's a, what's a mobster anime? I, I wouldn't like feel bad suggesting this show i i again i i think it was very very mediocre um the art wasn't anything to the art was not only not only not great or not like something to behold but it was also pretty bad at times i thought which i don't normally notice that in anime when i'm watching like i don't know i don't sit there and go wow this this scene looked terrible very often and i think i did a few times while watching the show um and i it just lost me it, it felt like it dragged a little bit i didn't enjoy I, I do like revenge plots and I do like mobster stories or I have enjoyed them in the past, but I think, uh, I think maybe just, again, this is a tough comparison to make, but I think the Godfather's just ruined stories like this for me. Um, cause I'm just like, Oh, it's not as good as the Godfather, which of course not many things are in fiction in general, let alone mobster fiction. So I don't know. I think, uh, again, I, so I would recommend this to someone looking for like a mobster anime but I, or, or mafia related anime, whatever you want to say. But, um, I don't know if you're just wa looking for another show to watch, I'd, I'd look elsewhere. That, that's my take at least. Uh, but yeah, so that's our spoiler free review or introductions. Now, uh, going forward, there'll be spoilers for the entire series. Um, pretty heavily impacted by spoilers. I would say the show is so, um, keep that in mind as you go to continue listening to us or don't. 
so yeah all right does anyone have any specific talk talking points that they want to address first can we talk about the biggest plot hole in the entire show absolutely okay this will be half joking half serious the fact that they labeled their episodes as day one day two and it it had nothing to do with the chronology of the story and the show is called 91 days um excuse me the show should be called 12 days well, it took place over 91 days. I know, Miles. That's the <laughs> joke. But, Stop making no, me explain my joke. Kayla, Kayla and I talked about this and how annoying it was. So I, I agree. Um, I thought about bringing this up, but then I thought it was like too stupid to bring up. But thanks for bringing it up. No, um, I, I mean, I actually, I actually have a qualm with the 91 days thing that Angelo is able to infiltrates probably the wrong word but hopefully you catch my drift that he's this respected lackey of the family that came in in a matter of months he's just like yeah i trust this at the one of the last episodes it's like oh that's i forgot what's his uh alter ego name that he uses uh um shoot azalea is that what it is yeah i think it is okay azalea. So he's like knocking on the door. It's um, Nero's dad and the other mob, the other Don. It's like, oh, it's Azalea. I trust him with my life. I'm like, you've known this dude for like six days. Like, what do you mean you trust this random lackey who's like uh, essentially a henchman with your life? Like, I thought that was like a silly like plot. Because like one thing I really like about like the Godfather is the time skips that we see throughout the story where you see michael as a child and then becoming a teenager moving to italy coming back to america those time skips like you earn your like uh loyalty to the family through time and respect and all that stuff and it's just like can i ask a question angela's there for six weeks and he's already the bodyguard for the don what's up cat um miles have you seen godfather i have okay so this whole this so far, I feel like this whole discussion is just going to be um, uh, three dudes comparing it to The Godfather and the one dude that hasn't seen it. I'm going to well, compare Goodfellas, don't worry. Yeah, so I was going to mention this <laughs> I don't later, like I seeing we, old we white get... men act all the time, man. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, they're That's Italian. Come on. They're, they're, they're olive. They're olive. I, no, they're Italians olive. are a different branch of people. Yeah, they're, they're worse than white people. They're a different actually. olive branch of people. Yeah. Um... All right, good. We're gonna just go over my joke. Good. That's good. Uh, w- welcome to uh, what do you say? Anime after two of them got canceled for some insensitive racial what? Yeah. About the what? Oh. Okay, I'm sorry, Italians. My bad. Yeah, my fault. Uh, my I'm one eighth of me is trying to cancel me right now, so uh, I think I'll survive though. Um, but I did want to bring this up because. Our general vibes that we were getting from the show, at least from the uh, that I understood, was that Miles thought it was pretty okay. I thought it was pretty okay. Pete thought it was pretty okay. And Kat, you liked it a lot, right? That was my... Would you say that's a fair thing? So I was going to then ask, out of the four of us, who has seen The Godfather and who hasn't? And it looks like the three people who have seen The Godfather... I'm assuming you haven't, Kat, because you asked... That's literally what I just said. Yeah, that's why I just wanted to confirm, just to make sure we're all clear on the same page. So the three people who have seen The Godfather think this is a very okay story, and the person who hasn't thinks that it's really, really good. So I think that there's 
maybe that there's some correlation there. I'm not again. I I think that that's um maybe well, oversimplifying it a little bit, but I think that that's a pretty funny coincidence if it's the case. Okay, so here's the thing, and I and we'll get back to 91 days in a second because I do want to bring this up since this is going I would to be hope so. There this are is three a, people a podcast about 91 days, but yes. there are three people that have seen The Godfather. I have not, and. I don't think it's completely fair to say that I haven't seen it and I don't know anything about it because I've seen clips of it and I've, I get the whole overall gist of it. But my thing is, I just don't, I'm not brought in by The Godfather. Let's put it that way. It's no, the not, Godfather isn't focused on, like, the focus is different. The focus isn't on the family in 91 Days, right? Like, yeah. the focus is on outside of the family. We get, like, how much screen time with the Don in this compared to, you know, the head of the Corleone family and the Godfather. Um, you know, so... I, I, I do think that's, like, a valid point, Kat. Like, I mean, I, I don't even think you'd be willing to say that this is, like, a generally better piece of art than the godfather but like it doesn't bring to, it, it, it's something different right like yeah. it, it has a it's coming from a different angle even though the subject matter is similar enough because sure. here here's here's another thing and this is this is something that i get that i'm the the minority in this discussion right now but the thing is uh my mother my grandfather and my and my grandmother who are basically my closest family members have all seen the Godfather and they all think that it's mediocre because pretty much the same reason that I just gave, like they just like there's not. I like the Godfather. It's not like one of my top, I don't know, 10 films though. Like I think it's really slow and exactly like, and, Plot. Like I understand not liking The Godfather. Like I get that. Yeah, like, well, if it doesn't relate to your your family. Like my my family. Like and not that I'm family was a mobsters or anything, but like my family can sit there and see the scene. You know the the whole like twenty thirty minutes they spend in, in Italy and be like, oh, this is maybe what my great great grandmother's life was like. Or or I don't know. Again, there's like the cultural ties that we would have The Godfather or that I would have The Godfather might make it more enjoyable for me than. For someone like you so there you go i think I, I i can also understand not liking it um i just think that it's the reason why i brought that up was because i think um for me at least knowing what the godfather did with a mobster anime or well the godfather <laughs> a mobster, yeah the, my favorite godfather honestly my favorite like anime, people honestly. often have yeah. you know like kobayashi at the top of their kyono annie lists but like the Godfather Part Two is my favorite Keanu Annie. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's a really good production by them. You gotta give them credit for. I mean, I just, I, it's so crazy. I don't see it. And then, like on it, like when the Godfather Three got picked up by Studio Perot. Studio Perot. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just really disappointed. Who was I trying to Dean? That's who I was thinking. Oh. Dean, Studio Dean. Yeah, <laughs> Studio Dean. Um. No. Anyway, ninety-one days. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> whatever <laughs> okay so i also wanted to bring up another topic uh this one this one about 91 days so i i know that i mentioned and that everybody else saw uh the whole 
shift from good budget animation to slow decline into madness that the animation was. Yeah, um, pretty bad at certain so points. my topic, I think my question for you guys is, uh, what was what was at the top of your mind, what was the worst scene animation-wise? Oh, in I have to for the fight scene. <laughs> you, um... Okay, so which one was that? So uh, it's they're they're on the run because the rival family has hired like this big dude to co- come and like choke him out or whatever, and so you know they have this, this Goliath of a man. In fact, it's what they call him Goliath. Um, yeah. like after them, but the fight scenes move so slowly. They're all standing still and like grabbing and like moving and like. It's just all very static for mm. such a dynamic scene. Like they're supposed to be like scampering around and everything, but everyone's just sort of like standing there and barely moving and stuff because they for sure didn't have the budget to animate that fight scene. Um, and that's the one that stuck out to me is like, this is bad. <laughs> like, that was that was mine. I don't know. Pete, was, you had was, fun. was there like a good fight scene in this? Really? Um, I'm not talking about any fight scene in particular. Just any scene. Um, so I, I'll bring it up later. But there's a scene where Nero is like walking out of the house with his dad, and there's like his henchmen. They're like waiting to get into a car, and they just don't have faces because it's like it's like a <laughs> long shot, and then when they zoom in, it's like pretty well done like when they actually have like zoomed in shots it's well done but like this scene is just like none of these people have faces like what is good i don't know it was really weird just copy off guard just like yeah this is getting really bad yeah for me i would say there wasn't like a specific scene that stood out to me but like what pete was saying like anytime that they're they didn't feel like there needed to be a lot of detail in like whether that's the background art or in a transition scene or something you could definitely notice that the it was just not there. The the effort or the the quality was just not there at all. So that's where, again, I can't uh, a specific scene. Uh, there's no time where I was sitting there and went, or at least that while I was paying attention, that where I went like, oh my god, there's literally like an animation error or something. But I I thought the 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 quality drop is what was most jarring about it. I think because there were times where it looked pretty okay or pretty good. I think especially earlier on in the series, it's just a matter of the by the end of it, it it very clearly. I mean, uh, let's see, what studio is this? Shuka, Studio Shuka. Whoever their B team is, probably sucked. Yeah, um, like whoever they outsourced to do like backgrounds and transition scenes and like things like that. Uh, um, they did Natsumi's Book of Friends. Yeah, it's just like Ami. The, they're a like a slice goodness. of life studio. And it's like okay, now do ninety one days. It's like, well, we and, could draw cats. <laughs> well, they did Dorara too, apparently. Um, well, this also has them doing a silent voice. So, like, it's probably things they've like done parts of or whatever. Does it have them doing a silent voice? Oh wait, what? I, 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 sorry, I don't see that at all. Mind. I didn't see. I saw Kyo Eddie. No, no, I, I was, I was looking at who produced the anime. That's my bad. Uh yeah, no. So this is um, again, it's got Dorara. Um, 91 Days, and then, yeah, Natsumi's Book of Friends. They did an OVA for 91 Days. Yeah, spelled like 91, 91 Days, days OVA. D-A-Z-E, yeah. 
Um, 91 oh, yeah. Days is a series of shorts, including various disc packages. They focus around Angelo Nero and sometimes Corteo in various comedic situations. Wow, that sounds like that would be pretty enjoyable, actually. Um, maybe we should so watch that even, next time. Even though it wasn't a slice of life, they did make a slice of life out of it. Yeah, they did. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Um, so, yeah, so my, obviously not a big studio, but yeah, go ahead. So my my probably the least favorite one was uh, when when this one was the one that most stuck out to me. So uh, Angelo and Nero were in the um, were in the like Don's like. Uh, basically office yeah yeah and it was just them uh nero was leaning on the desk and then angelo was uh sitting down and nero was just nowhere like i mean i mean not nero but uh angelo was like he didn't move at all throughout the whole scene and nero whenever he talked like you could tell that they just did two like they just did two different uh two different mouth animations and they were just alternating between that for like i think the whole scene was like 30 seconds which is a ton of time when you are in a very low budget scene and then they would close up and then the scenes would just like it's like rtx off and rtx on basically like <laughs> that's a good it, name. It, that's a very good reference actually i like that like it was complete it was complete night and day and the thing was and the thing was, like, one of the things that we've mentioned here is that, uh, is how different the, like, faces are when it's, uh, when it's, like, the best quality and then the lowest quality. There's a quality in between. And I think those were the qualities that I, that I saw the most. Like, the low quality ones were, like, almost laughable to me. So it didn't make the, it didn't make, my overall experience that much worse but it's kind of like in D D where you either roll a 20 or a one like either way there's going to be some fun shit that happens but 10 is the worst number that you can have like nothing interesting happens like that's how that's how i felt about it because like there were just some scenes where like uh where you'd have one character looking directly at the quote-unquote camera and like one of his pupils would be slightly off and it would just like it'd be off just enough to annoy the shit out of me. And it would just, like, bring my, like, immersion of the show down. And when it was going from a terrible scene up to a midline scene, it was like, if you're gonna go that way, go all the fucking way. Like, that that annoyed the shit out of me. And I, I think that was one of the things that I had to dock a few points of, from my score for. So... Yeah, that was just kind of how I felt. All right. Um, yeah, I just into like I don't know. It really didn't bother me, but I also, and I know I'm on an anime podcast right here. Don't care about animation. <laughs> it's just not a thing that ever affects my score, except for it's a visual medium. So come on. Now and then, here and there, which it did affect my score because oh my god. But other than that, it usually just doesn't matter unless it's like otherworldly. Like something like I feel like you violent. should draw people's faces at least. I think I think that's a 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I have a moving people move. I, I we just watched Monogatari. No, like, <laughs> what's wrong with that? They draw everyone's faces except for the people that they don't need to draw. There are no other characters in Monogatari except for the people That's that fine. matter. That shows. That shows beautiful. It's really pretty. Um, it is really but, pretty. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I guess I could see if you if you cared about animation. Like, I guess I could just read the 91 Days Light novel. Yeah. Which doesn't exist, but... Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's an original. <laughs> uh, can I talk about my new my new Pat's uh, psychic thing that I now have? Oh, uh, yeah, so to give context to that for new people, I hate psychic powers. Um, I think they're dumb, and I never like them when they're in a story. I think they ruin or hamper any story that they're involved in. Pete, what is your... Uh, what is your psychic yeah, power? Yeah, it's trained gunmen who can't shoot. Like, I could... Oh my god, it was driving me crazy. It's like I was watching Star Wars all over again. The... They're... I don't even know. A pretty close distance where I feel like Maggie Simpson and the Simpsons can shoot Mr. Burns. That... Spoiler, sorry. That um, a trained henchman can uh, shoot another human being with multiple rounds. And... There's like a there's like a scene where they're walking out of like a building, and Angelo notices two dudes just casually picking up Thompsons from a crate, and starts shooting. They hit all of their bullets onto one dude. One dude just gets lit up. Everybody else is completely missed, and then Angelo fires back, and it's like shoots, like um. It's like a naked gun scene where he just like shoots the outline of the person that they're shooting at, just like not even close. Like you've killed how many people this in this episode or this show, and then we have other scenes where they're just like point blank with pistols. It's just like nope, I guess I missed the first shot. Nope, I guess I missed the second shot. It's it it, it, it like makes the gun so unimpactful to the show where it's like that's a threat. I should, like, oh my god, my, the main character might be shot somewhere. It's like, nah, nah, he's Neo from the Matrix, actually. Just, like, see you, nerds, just dodging everything. And that applies to, like, almost every single person in the show until it absolutely matters. And then they just get blasted for, I don't know. It's just, like, you either hit 100% of the shots you take or 0%. There's no way between. It that's just, true, though. That's just how it works. You know what I mean? Like, you either do or you don't. Yeah, yeah. but, like... And okay, Pete, yeah, they don't I a like lot. To, I'd like to ask you this question because I I actually mentioned this in the Discord. What's up, which is Why this is coming up? Yo, sick um, So, do you watch buddy cop shows? Uh, I I mean I have NCIS. Oh no uh, no <laughs> no no no! I have a little Hawaii bit. Five O. No, like, I have a little bit of taste in my life. FBI. Nothing, you, know, you know who watches those, you know who watches those shows comatose patients and then they turn the TV on at the hospital so they have something to listen to and it was My on grandfather in the coma right now what the fuck it was a cha- it was at channel nine and they're watching the news and then just so I think ha- I can hear the like NCIS fans that aren't in the discord just dropping the, a podcast all right all, all NCIS fans are 55 they're not listening to our podcast but it's like they're watching the news they I'm fell asleep literally they, your age they fell asleep NCIS. they fell asleep and um it just so happened to be like I don't know uh Chicago Fire and then that's why Chicago Fire has numbers like 
Nobody watches those shows. They just they're asleep with the TV on. Like the hill to die on, Pete. Um, I will. Yeah. Nobody watches those shows except for. I, I'll watch NCIS Cat, if it's on. Like with my, with like boomers when I'm like hanging out with boomers. Like I oh, think as far as yo, boomer TV goes, it's like uh, well, not my dad, but like you know, Fran, my father-in-law. Oh, shout, um, shout out to Fran. He's a real one. Great toast at the real. wedding. Great toast. Great the best toast. toast. The best one. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was my. But rant. no, I mean, I think I don't know. Like, did anyone? I I didn't notice that. I think because people actually got shot and died, I didn't notice that they they missed a lot. Because, like, usually no one ever gets shot. Or yeah, they get shot in, like, the shoulder. Anything. Right. Yeah. I guess, like, yeah, compare but... it to uh, The Godfather, where they have Tommy guns. I'm not going to compare this to The Godfather. I am. Like, I'm, I'm just not going to, God... to. If we compare anything we watch to The Godfather. Okay, compare it to, I don't know. Like, Star Wars, there you go. Casino? Casino? Exactly, uh... can, I, can I compare it to Casino? We didn't exactly look at uh, Bacchano this way. Bacchano was in like a different light because of like the supernatural elements that were in the show. Here's the thing: Jacuzzi was a way worse shot Jacuzzi than anyone sucks. else. And yeah, I understand. Nobody likes Jacuzzi. In, he's in Bacchano, Pete. What we're trying to get at, Pete, is that you're a hypocrite. That's no, I'm not. I'm saying that the context <laughs> matters in the story that is told. It, yeah, it, Jacuzzi it, is immortal. Like it doesn't matter if he gets shot by a gun or not. He's just gonna be no, fine. No, but he can't shoot anyone. Yeah, because he's a pussy. But I'm just saying, like the context matters. And he tries to. Okay, then he cries, and then whatever, and then the chick kisses him so for some basically reason. Basically, what like, you're saying is God, that I hated like... that scene. This is better than you know. I've changed my mind. <laughs> no, I just want. <laughs> I just want people if they have guns to shoot them correctly. Make the impact matter. Again, it, what if we watched where people get shot? Um, that we've watched? Yeah. Uh, Odd Taxi. Does anyone get shot and die in Violet Evergarden? They yes. Do. Yeah. Anyone named? Scene. Anyone who's not a red shirt? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Violet loses her arms because she gets them shot off. Yeah. I think that's impactful. I don't they're know. They're not Maybe real arms. Um, no, they're not. Oh, they're, no, not. they're not real arms. <laughs> well, which time that she gets her arm shot off? Because that happens twice in the series. That does happen twice in the series, doesn't it? Oh, well, the... Never mind, I can't say anything else. No this spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah, exactly. I can't say anything. No. Um, hey, the movie's going to be on Netflix in three weeks, baby. Uh, I'm, I'm going to segue this to a thing I liked about the show. We've been too negative about this. Oh, I do have some things I like about the show, so... Completely average piece of media we watch. And... Um, I I really liked the characters and like their relationships with each other and stuff. Um like I thought they did a good job of except for Fongo, um having like interesting characters that were multidimensional and yeah. had like different motivations and stuff and like you could they did a good job of like showing like differences between people when they were like thinking rationally and when they weren't thinking rationally. Uh, because like the pressure was up or something like that, um, you know I, I like that. It's to give it a comparison to like Goodfellas, it's like a like a D minus Goodfellas when it comes to that sort of thing. But Goodfellas is like absolutely phenomenal. Incredible. Um, but you know, like I really liked, like I liked Nero, right? And I knew that like 
our our main character was going to try to kill him, but like he was charismatic and like a fun guy to like be around with as far as, you know, murderous mob members go. Um and you know, I I I don't know about you guys, but like I I often like like how worth it do you think all of the things Angelo did was from like as far as a justification for getting his like revenge um type of deal so personally for me i really liked how i really liked how angelo angelo's goal wasn't to make the world a better place his goal wasn't to stop all mobsters his goal wasn't just this like a broad reaching uh shonen protagonist goal where he was going to make the world a better place by making sure that none of the mobs live anymore. His goal was just to get revenge. And I think that he was able to... I think that because of that narrowed focus, it didn't feel like it was... It didn't feel like a shonen. And even though... It's not labeled as a shonen. Okay. So, like, even though it wasn't a shonen, like, uh, some some stories like that can feel like a shonen, and it made it feel a lot more immersive, I guess you could say, instead of like cannon fodder. And it just so. Angelo's motives were like okay, so this is this is one of the things I was going to mention a little bit later, but I can mention it now. Um, so at the beginning, you see how Angelo is like dead set on like taking out the people that he's going to take out because he immediately, almost immediately, takes up Anna, and then he, and then he starts like plotting to take out different people, and he ends up dragging his friend along and that moment where he where he faked the death of Nero like that was a for me that was a really good pull because like at the back of my mind I knew that like that there were a bunch of other people in that show and I thought that honestly if if that was going to be the play then Hey, like he could figure out a way to get to the um, get to the other members of the family. Um, so I legit thought that Nero was going to die there, and I thought that was a really good pull from a narrative standpoint. But I like there were a lot of twists and turns that made me like really that made me really like feel immersed in it. Yeah, I mean, I thought that they did a good job of humanizing all of the assassination targets to, to like, some extent. Which I think is good when you do something like this. Because I don't think you should just villainize them the entire time to make cheering for, you know, vigilante justice, like, very easy. I think that it's, like, a intricate line to walk. And I think it does a pretty good job of it. I really also- enjoy- I like the aspect that Angelo didn't really not only did he just want to like you know take out who was responsible for his family getting murdered but like crush the family essentially it wasn't just I'm going to kill the four the three people 
and then it's done. It's like, no, I'm going to take everything from you. And I really enjoyed like that aspect of the revenge plot because like if somebody killed my family, I feel like I would also like want to take everything that they had for me type of thing. Because nothing comes between family. Vin Diesel, Dominic Toretto, rest in peace. Did he actually die? No, no I just made that up. No. God damn it. Yeah, like that. Man, these jokes are uh, something today. Somebody's going to laugh. Somebody thinks I'm funny. My mom thinks I'm funny, so. Hey, yeah. if you if you laughed at Pete's joke, um, You're comment dead. what you actually <laughs> heard, because you must have misheard him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Re- rewind it and see if it's just as funny it's as It's kind of like Pat's time. joke at the beginning of the episodes. Um... Yo, let me do the jokes. Let me do the jokes. I'm the funny guy. No, Pat, you're not. Pat, um, Pat builds the ramps. Miles, Miles does the merchandising and the marketing. Cat's the style guy. And I like the party. Build ramps, huh? That's cool. Does That's no, did cool nobody job. watch fucking Hot Rod? Come on. No. God. Hot. Tough crowd. You gotta, you gotta remember your Mako. Like, if Mako's listening, than me. if Mako's You're... listening, she's gonna find that funny. Yeah, yeah. Different generations. Thing in you should watch. Like... You should watch Hot Rod. It's so good. That's fine. All right, we've gone no, off. I've gone off enough. <laughs> I I just wanted to throw my my two cents into this uh, general conversation about characters. I I think that we. We all said that we liked them. I, I wouldn't. I would be inclined to agree. I thought that their interactions were fun. I thought the the dialogue. I I watched uh, sub. I don't know what what you guys did, but I thought the sub did a pretty good job translating as well. Like there were a couple weird moments, but um, but in general, like that was probably one of the more enjoyable things about the show for me was the the interactions that the characters had. Uh, I thought, especially near the end, that final uh, drive together was pretty interesting for them when they were talking um between the two the two leads between angelo and uh god fucking vanetti or nero nero Nero? yeah Uh, i thought that their conversation at the end was very interesting because it's uh i mean it is kind of just like the the generic was the revenge worth it you know like that kind of uh conversation but i thought they made it interesting um at least to me so i don't know how you guys felt about that I thought it was a cool ending. Um, yeah, I, I, I wasn't expecting. I, I wasn't sure what they were. Basically, there's like three potential endings you can have, right? You can have they don't kill each other. You can have Angelo kills Nero. And you can have Nero kills Angelo. Like, you know, those are the three endings that are possible by the time they go on this drive, right? Um, and. I, I was not expecting Nero kills Angelo. I, I was expecting the other two to ha- happen. I, I don't think I was expecting them to, because, like, I think Nero understood why Angelo did what he did. And I think Angelo, I mean, clearly grew to, like, you know, really care about Nero as, like, a like a friend or whatever. Like, they respected each other to some extent. Um, So I don't know if I was expecting that. But I think it was like a satisfying ending, um, almost like a mercy kill. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Like, Angelo has no no more motivation, right? He's like, man, I don't even feel like I don't feel like I've done it. Um, what I need to do after the seven years or whatever, right? Like he's like, I I don't feel rewarded or satisfied. But now my life also has no purpose because like I didn't I killed 
so many people. I, I have no purpose. And then he walks away. It's like, well, there you go. We almost like killed him out of mercy, you know, like, like because he has no nothing else to live for, which, of course, that's never true. You always have something to live for. Right. But like in, in his perspective and from Nero's perspective, maybe he they thought he didn't. So that's why well, he did it's it. also when the person who's like, I no longer have anything to live for has like the blood of 50 people on their hands. Yeah. Um, and will like always be hunted and stuff. I think it, it it's a little more of like an like at the end of a mice and men. <laughs> oh god, Lenny. Oh man. Oh. Well, what I'm saying oh, is that Angelo's Lenny. Okay, speaking the babies are the kid the that Lenny hugged too hard. Okay, <laughs> Miles. I speaking of that comparison, I did want to bring this up because I I legit thought about that while watching the show. Um, when uh, when Corteo was about to get offed, uh, like I like when uh, Azaleo and Corteo were talking in there, and Azaleo was going to kill uh, Corteo. Like I was thinking that in the middle of in the middle of them talking, I was, I was gonna hear, like Corteo going on a subtle reference of a vice of men, and then in the middle of speaking, just get off. So wait, do we mean a Vio? Like his fake name, his persona, Angelos? Avillo. Avillo is Corteo, the the guy who makes the liquor. No, Corteo is Corteo. Yeah. Yeah. Angelo is Avilo. Oh yeah, Avilio. yeah. Sorry, Avilio. Yeah. Avilio. yeah, yeah, my bad. Azalea is the rapper. Yeah, Iggy. Um, yeah. <laughs> or a tree. Um, I just wanted to make sure that's who you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, what did you guys think about that scene? I thought that was a really interesting scene. Um, I don't think I would ever be as good of a friend as Corteo, where like, you know, like I'm not willing to die for someone else's like crazy revenge plot. Like, regardless of how close I well, am to it, them. it's because he was going to, like, essentially get murked regardless. So it's like, that's how I interpret it. It's just like, do I want to die by the hands of my friend? Or do I want to be hunted, essentially? That's kind of like yeah, how you, I viewed it. But he did get on a boat and, like, get away to some extent. Like, he'd have to lay low. Yeah, he could have easily. I mean, I did like his character. I think he should have just ran away. It would have been better. Well, I mean, I guess that's what, like, what I'm... I'm like asking about like do you think that scene had like do you think the decision was like realistic enough to have impact like that so because that was something that I was on the fence about okay so when it comes to uh to Corteo I feel like I feel like even though Corteo could have gotten away um at that point he had been with the mob for three months and I get it's only three months but like there's there's like no at that point he hasn't been around the people that he has been with for the rest of his life and he's lost contact with them and angelo is the only person that is that is like has any tie to him and at that point like he gets to go back to like where they were staying before the 91 days started. Uh, but I feel like even if he did get away, he would have felt the guilt and the, the, the unknowingness. Is that, I think, is that a word? 
I think so. The sure. uncertainty? Yeah. The unsurety, yes. Um, he would have felt the unsurety of them just... Just, like... Of Angelo being alive or dead, not knowing whether he's going to come back or not. And, yeah, he might have found a will to live, but... Like, he might have found a little live later, but, like, at that point, Angelo is his only will to live. Like, he doesn't feel any tie to the people that are taking care of him. He doesn't feel any tie to pretty much anybody that is that is near him except for Angelo at that point, because everybody else has been a potential enemy, and he's the only one that he can take, that he can trust. And even then, that's to, that's put to the test because you could see him like just being. Uh, you could you can see him just being like I don't know if this dude is my friend because he because he was literally he might have been trying to kill me throughout that whole time that I ratted out ratted him out. Wait, you didn't think Angelo and Corteo were friends? Well, Corteo doesn't think so for a period of time because Angelo it, it basically is like too obsessed with revenge to be a good friend. Right? Like yeah. they're definitely friends, but what Cat I think is saying is that like there was a period of time where their friendship was up in the air. And th- there was like doubt sown in there, right? Okay. Like that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I guess and, to me, like Angel's like a psychopath because, like, if you have to choose between continuing your revenge pl- like plot, or you know maybe helping your friend escape the mob, because he honestly isn't. Like, if Corteo, like, went away, like, the family would continue. Like, this wasn't some, like... I mean, they killed Fongo, the evil oil baron with the mustache twirls. But, like, to me, I felt like it it was just, like, a really odd, like, placement. Just like, yeah, kill me. Can do what you gotta do, Angelo. And then it's like, bang. I was like, alright, I don't know. He did try to help him escape. But then... I feel like I would have tried harder, I guess, is, like, what I would... Well, it, it, by, the, by the time they're there, you can't try harder. You're either yeah. both dead or Corteo is dead. That's the reality of it. Because you have been outed... Butterfly effect. Saving I wouldn't have been put in that situation. Corteo. Yeah. Well, so, like, yeah, so, like, he tried to save Corteo, but he got caught, right? Corteo learns this, so he comes back to, like protect him instead of just running away um because what's his name the fucking nerd one barbaro was um onto them onto angelo for essentially the entire time like a normal human like oh my god you've known this guy for a month are you sure you could trust him like yeah absolutely could trust him he's cooler than you he doesn't wear glasses that was some actual nero dialogue right there i could i could see that because i wear glasses yeah you nerd (laughs) um yeah i don't know i I thought that was interesting um you know just that whole that whole scene was like 
it seemed like a little melodramatic. Um, Agreed. As someone who usually likes melodrama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they they were, lot. like, really hamming it up. Um, I think, like, if you had just caught them, like, going and captured them, but, like, he decides to help him get out, and then they, they get caught then, and then Corteo, like, lies to say, like, oh, he wasn't helping me get out. I was, like, trying to convince him to, like, let me go. or You know? Something where he doesn't have to go back to his own death for seemingly no reason. Um, you know, and, and then that even makes more sense, like prove that you weren't helping him escape by shooting him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> as opposed to like them just dropping, like, okay, we have like three people saying that you were at the dock with him and he escaped. And then it's like, oh, he came back and I shot him. That fixes everything, right? And they're like, yep, that works. You were um, a real one. You were a real one, Angelo. So, I don't know. That was, that was interesting. Um, I think it was like, they tried to do the same thing at the end, or they did do the same thing at the end with much better results, right? Like, the final interactions between Nero and Angelo and Nero shooting Angelo and all of that. You know, I, I think as we've all said, we like that. It was better than the Angelo Corteo dynamic, I think. Um Yep, I agree. Um, um anyone have anything else, other points they want to bring up? Yeah, so also throughout the throughout the show you could see this is one of the things that I wanted to talk about. Um so uh at the beginning you can because I already mentioned it once. At the beginning, you could see um, Angelo having this full-on, I'm going to... Uh... <laughs> oh, cat's dying. Rest in peace. I, I don't remember Angelo having a No, he's today. he's cosplaying as Nero's dad right now. What does it say? Or, or as the Godfather. Um, before he... Nah, never mind. I won't spoil no. the Godfather. Because, okay. you know, that's a very... Yeah, it is important not to spoil that 80-year-old movie. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, Um, anyway. go ahead. 80. (laughs) That's wrong. It's older than I am, so whatever. Um, It doesn't matter anymore. Um, So, the... It's 50. But, uh, at the beginning, you can see Angelo having this, like, full steam ahead. I'm going to kill everybody in this family. And then in the middle, you can kind of see him kind of blending in and not really wanting to kill pretty much anybody else in the family uh, because he really doesn't. Um, And I think that kind of started around, uh, it started especially around the time that, uh, that Nero and Angelo were in uh what's it called the the time where Nero and Angelo were in uh were in the factory where uh lawless heaven is made and he ends up killing whoever the dude is that's in there uh the lasagna don yes yeah there you go and because of that 
He ends up like just see. I I think that like because he like effectively does kill a bunch of other members of the family because like he has oh, yeah. the very calculated idea. Like he doesn't himself. He just fabricates scenarios that involve the family getting killed. Right? Like when he kills the other Don, he knows exactly what's going to happen to like the uncle and everyone else in the family. Um, cause like he's associated with them and he killed the Don and the people who were like working with the other family from the Venetti family, you know, told them that they could trust Angelo. So like everyone who thought they could trust Angelo couldn't trust Angelo. Uh, cause he was only working for himself the entire time. Um, yeah. like I think the only person he had any concerns about killing, was Nero. I also thought it was really interesting that the the Don died of consumption like during the mass shooting. Um, that was quite convenient. I, yeah, I <laughs> well, that happens sometimes, like like heart attacks and stuff, like during that stuff. Or I don't know exactly. Yeah, heart attack. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I don't know if like tuberculosis. Yeah, someone gets someone worse. has a heart attack. Hey, at TV. Time, <laughs> Yo, TV. You know? Oh no! All the gun violence has really made my tuberculosis act up. Uh, <laughs> it's it, it's deadly. It is no, it'll it'll kill you dead. Um, just also, it's just quite like that's quite the five minute time frame to die. Oh yeah. <laughs> Amen. Well, uh, one thing you I don't get to choose. Oh. <laughs> that's true. You well, you know. Usually, you, yeah. You hope you don't. Can I say one thing that I really Forteo enjoyed did. about ninety one days, and yes, it's sure. the um, the brutality of some of the kills that they have um, is pretty reminiscent of other mobster movies where a lot of the time people just get whacked by getting shot, beat up, whatever they die. The scene where Fongo serves people lasagna with the body in the lasagna, I thought was fantastic. It reminded me a lot of like the horse head in Godfather, just like, here you go. The thing you love the most is now in front of you. Like dig up. And then the other scene was at the, the, um, the last like, uh, theater scene or whatever in the gunfight. And the guy gets stabbed in the back. He takes the knife and just stabs the dude in the neck. I thought that was fantastic. Cause everyone always just like stabs in the chest or whatever. Now, this dude's just like, fuck you. Stabs him right in the neck. It was so brutal. And I liked like the, where they, turn that up because that happens in a lot of mobster movies especially when like the prominent uh characters get like whacked or something like that um if you've ever seen can i spoil casino sure okay no you can't go ahead when like joe pesci's character just gets beat to death by metal bats in a cornfield is just so much different than how every other person is killed in um, that movie. And I love it when they do that. And I thought that was like a great example of like the mobster mentality of when you take out like a higher person, you do it in like a grand way. And I thought that was great what they did that in 91 days. So note to self, uh, Pete likes brutal murder. When, yeah, in context, absolutely. It it adds, like, th- how these mobsters really are. Like, 
you don't mess with the family. If you mess with the family, like oh, you're not well, only getting whacked, like you're getting dragged to a cornfield or you're going to a wood chipper and stuff like that. It's like you are disappearing from the face of the earth. Like there's there's no law like that can stop it either. Yeah, right? like that, that. I think that's the main purpose of that and that's stuff like, too. And that's like the. Um, like, like they, like the mob doesn't have to like kill people to. I mean, they do, but like, you hear the stories of like Tony Two Thumbs, and it's like you don't fuck with Tony Two Thumbs because he whacked that he'll dude. He'll give you the clamps. Yeah, he'll go clamp you, and he he'll, uh, you know, he'll he'll take your insides and put it into a doll and give it to your sister or something like that. Like, you don't. Ha- I think that's like the beauty of like the mob fear aspect. Why people fear the mob because like. You're not you're not going to have an open casket funeral. You're going to be like talking to Nemo down at down by the bridge when you got two concrete cinders like tied to your feet. That type of shit. And I love it. And like the one thing that I watch outside of anime is like mobster stuff. Like I love mobsters. They're so much fun. Watch The Sopranos. It's the best anime out there. Yeah. That's all I got, boys. Yeah, I don't have much else to say either. So I don't know if you guys are ready. We can. Uh... We can move on to our final we thoughts. for a bit. Um, the Godfather, or not the Godfather, uh, the OP slaps. I just want to say that. I love whatever yeah. band it is. I liked that, it as uh, the It's the, the same episodes. band that made the, uh, that made the opening to Pet and uh, like best. Tokyo Ghoul. Oh, they did Tokyo Ghoul too? Interesting. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. That's interesting. Uh, that's good to know. But all right, Miles, why don't you start us off with your uh, final thoughts and score? Sure. Um, well, not perfect. It was fine. I enjoyed it. You know, I, I was intrigued enough by our main character and his interactions with, I guess, our other main character um, to, uh, you know, f- propel myself through the show and ignore some of the flaws with, you know, maybe some like a little bit of suspect writing and like, you know, some hit and miss animation honestly all of the animation was pretty bad some of the like art was good if that makes sense yeah um like it wasn't well animated but like various stills in it were were quite good um this is like a genre that we don't get a ton of in anime so it was fun to see like an anime take um on like a mobster sort of thing um like this setting uh, I'm not gonna knock it for being worse than The Godfather. I try not to like, <laughs> you know, dock things for being similar to other media, and you know, like, because if you have two pieces of media that are similar, one of them's got to be worse, right? Um, so like, is this smooth brain The Godfather? Probably, but that's fine. Um, I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. All right. Uh, Pete, what about you? Yeah, so call back to our The Girl Who Leapt Through Time episode where we, as a cast, pretty much unanimously agreed that it was the most 8 out of 10 sh- movie slash anime that we've ever seen. We all unanimously gave it an 8. This is that version of me in terms of it being a 6. Not My qualms were pretty minor and my like things that I really liked about it were very few it was like right in the middle i i I wasn't dreading watching the show um there was we didn't really talk about like the dub but i think when 
we did Bacchanal and that dub was fantastic. I was hoping for a good mobster style dub. It was okay. There were some people that I really enjoyed the voice acting for and there was some where I thought they fell a little flat. So everything to me just lands right dead in the middle. I'm giving it a six. It was it was fine. I think that's a completely fair uh fair score or fair way to phrase it. Like like you said, the um <laughs> the girl who left through time, that's a really funny one because it is a it is our perfect eight anime, right? Like on our list. It's um and we all did. Same same cast size too. I think it was four of us. It was so they, three. They, they... I, was, I was out, but I did give it an eight. You did. Also happy birthday birth- happy birthday, too. Mako. Aw. Yeah, as we talk about our perfect six out of tens, it's important to remember Whoa. to say happy birthday, Mako. Wow. Um, okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> wow. You know what? Your wedding was a six out of ten. Yeah, uh, man. I'm about it. There Still I got said, married. Yeah. Uh, there I said it. Except that steak was a ten. That was so mean. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was so good, but that was so mean. Um, uh, there's a lot of shots being thrown around, and I'm glad that I'm not the one with the gun. Um, yeah. Uh, no, you know what's interesting it's... is that do you guys like you see like Pete? Pete got that like little Snyder mark in, but it, it like missed me. Do you think Pete's distaste for the people missing all their shots in 91 Days is like a little like self? Wow. Oh, it's like so <laughs> You know what I mean? All, okay. Because he's missing all his jokes in this yeah, episode. Like he, right. like, yeah. It's like a little too real for him. <laughs> you know what? I would say something. He but just missed the target every single time it, he's it, made a joke today. It's so, so. Tr- it's so true that I'm not even going to say anything, but I'm I'm super funny. Damn, we're really uh, <laughs> yeah, we no, sure. You're very funny. We all hate each other tonight, apparently. Oh no, um, this is great. I love this conversation. Oh no, I know, but we, we all just apparently hate each other. Uh it's fine. Um I've been nice to everyone who isn't Pete. That's true. <laughs> you have been very nice to me, as always. I love you, buddy. Yeah, I love I mean you too. to everybody that uh, isn't Miles. <laughs> Pat, what have you got then for your final score, you asshole? Sorry. <laughs> you're God. Right. Um so for me, I uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, maybe it's because I am uh, maybe it's because I am very not intrigued in The Godfather, but I would actually like to compare it to a show that we did actually watch on this podcast, Bacchino. And here's the thing: so Bacchino, I really enjoyed it. I gave it an eight on the ship. And the thing is, Bacchino was really, really fun for different reasons than I thought this was really, really fun. Personally, if, and like I said during the discussion, if things are really, really bad, they can be so bad they're funny. And I thought that there were some, there were some scenes, like just some clips of this show where they where they go from, like, really, really good-looking uh, scene to, like, terrible, and it makes me chuckle a little bit, and that made me raise my score a little bit, and that's more of a subjective thing. But, you know, it's my fucking score. I don't give a shit. Um, Completely but, fair yeah. to have your own biased score for a show. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but what uh, is it? So, my... <laughs> My score is also an 8 out of 10 for different reasons than Bacchina, because it was fun in a different way. 
I think giving us an 8 out of 10 is absolutely fine. Like, yeah. if it really hit with you, like, that's fine. It's not like, I, you know, I... It's not, like, offensively bad, like, giving Violet, like, anything higher than a 7, you know? Like... I'm, I'm fine with that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm just trolling a Miles. I'm joining on the Miles hate bandwagon train today, apparently. <laughs> no, we just said we were we had a truce. I know. Well, that, yeah, I, I, I didn't betray you too hard, though. Um, <laughs> Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Yes. Well, you know, we're just friends. We're not family. And that's what the thing is. We family. Nothing stronger than family. Nothing stronger than Nothing. family. Blood you know what the weakest family water. is? The Vanetti family. Did you see how all of them fell over fucking immediately? <laughs> yeah. Weak bones. Yeah. Blood is thicker than water, even though that that expression is meant to mean the opposite. Exactly. Of what, of what was said. <laughs> Which is hilarious, because it's that was funny. the whole analogy of the show. I suppose so, yeah. Wow, look at that. Well, look at me being topical with my with my poor... Also, blood is water. Blood is just water. It's like 98% water. Yeah. 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 It is, isn't it? There you go. Yeah. Um, There's some like still thicker though. It is still thicker though, technically. Depending uh, on the blood water. viscosity. See, he knows science words. I don't. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, while while Miles is finding out the viscosity of water and blood, um, I will give my final thoughts. Again, this show wasn't like offensively bad to me. I just didn't particularly um, latch onto it as much as I would have liked to, or um, as much as I like to with Watch Club shows. I guess I should say specifically, you know, because like non-Newtonian. I don't Sorry, know, this is, I'll, I'll talk about it after the podcast. I, say, this I don't is, know. This, this is, is really cool. One blood is thicker than water by quite a bit, and two blood doesn't. Anyway, continue. This Listen to be. our next podcast is... that we're doing is going to be science, the science show with Pete Miles. Pat and me. You know your no. own name, right? <laughs> oh, is that it? No, you didn't want to be part of our science podcast. I said me, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, it did. Oh, you might cut out. My bad. Um, uh, yeah. Where was I? Oh, I was talking about the show that we were watching. Right? What was that show again? Ninety-one days. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was not. Yeah. So when I'm watching Watch Club shows, there we go. I found my train of thought. Um. I know I want to be a little bit more invested and this one didn't hook me and like really keep me invested by the end of it. Um, again, there were parts that I liked, but the art was pretty distracting too at certain points, uh, distractingly mediocre or bad. So I think this show overall is just very fine. And on Mal, what's a fine? It's a six out of 10. I believe I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, yep. Six out of 10 for me. Uh, so that brings up our aggregate score or our total score. Not, I don't know why I said aggregate, uh, to 6.75 out of 10. Uh, that is our average score for all of us here for 91 days. Uh, so yeah, I think that wraps up our discussion of the, uh, with the worst, uh, Godfather. Yep. No one, can <laughs> on no one can respond to that. Nope. We're done talking about it. Oh, That's I'm sorry. Final. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Kat. It's final though. I, uh, whatever. I, I go watch the Godfather if you haven't, which cat no. go watch the Godfather. Holy no. shit. It's so good. Um, no. all right, moving on. That puts us, yeah, that does put us between what, what'd you say? Drifters and, uh, princess principal. Really? Oh, poor princess principal really got shafted. I think by having too many people voting, it got a seven. That's pretty fair. 
Yeah, there was, was like it. it was like eight eight seven six six I think. Oh, because Happy did Happy did things. like um that one girl who had huge oh Dorothy tits. yeah he had, like, Dorothy, Dorothy the goat yeah, yeah the Dorothy is the goat. <laughs> yeah, um, I almost watched the movie. I almost did like a few days ago. I did I watch that. Movie. I don't watch anime anymore. So there you go. Um, <laughs> and no, that bad joke. Whatever. Good thing it's my podcast and I watch yeah anime. not mine. <laughs> yeah, good thing. Um. All right, Miles, you uh, you hid the voting results from us, which is a little scary for me. So, uh, what, what is the uh, let's uh, run through the nominations one more time. And, sure. Uh, um, as we'll say, Cat never voted. So, oh shit, could, I forgot about that. He could have no. changed it because we had a tie for first place. But again, oh, no. for the third oh, time no. in a row, we've had legacy points matter. Um, in third place. We have two shows with 10 points. We have 86 in Rosario Vampire Season 2. Oh, oh damn it. God, damn it. God. Oh, my God. Stop the vote. Stop the vote. Stop the count. Stop, stop the count. Stop the count. Um, God, I'm surrounded by white people. Um, yes, you are. Good one, Cat. found that funny. Somebody actually found that funny. <laughs> and then... Um. So we have a tie for first here, but the the show that came in second, due to having one less legacy point than the winner, is Domestic Girlfriend. God damn it! Ooh, <laughs> I wanted to talk about that so bad. Uh, it's, it's the second. Actually, it's the second week in a row. It's tied for first and lost to the legacy point. Yeah, what a shame. So, um. What idiot thought of rules like that, man? <laughs> it's like, we spent hours coming up with it. Yeah. Um, and we will be watching Death Parade. Uh, That's going to be a fun show to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I've been nominating it a lot. So uh, we'll yes, another win for Miles. On the, right. uh, it's been a minute. It's been like four episodes. Yeah, it's been like three or four episodes. It's like Jeez. more... It's than more than the normal. first start of the first part of the, the whole podcast because Miles won. I won three in a row of the first four. So, yeah, yeah, he did, didn't you? And he tallies the votes. Coincidence. Uh, very funny coincidence. But yeah, so now that we know we're watching Death Parade, Miles, I'm putting you on the spot. What are you nominating? I'm nominating week? the Ghibli film, The Tale of Princess Kaguya. Tale of Princess Kaguya. All right, yeah, and we're going to have a short nomination list this week, uh, numbers-wise. That should be... Wait, did I... It just occurred to me, did I vote for 86 when I nominated it last week? I think, uh, I, <laughs> I, think I did. Wow. <laughs> so, so maybe it should yep. get a legacy point. You did. Um, yeah, we, I don't we remember if be... I nominated or not. Yeah. Would you like to reply... Well, so you probably would have moved Death Parade up and then put Tanya at third? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. That... Okay, so because I just thought about it. I'm like, oh, I have to nominate 86 again. And it's like, wait a minute. Why did I vote for 86? Then? Okay, so that would make it Death Parade in first with 15, Domestic in second with 13, and then Rosario third with 10 is how that would be. Okay, cool. I have the legacy points doled out with corrected voting, with legal voting. There we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, wow. Glad, well, glad I caught the collusion uh, before it actually happened. Unlike other people in the past week or two. Um, so, yeah. What have you got to nominate, Pete? Uh, I'm going to nominate uh, a show that a friend of the podcast, 
He's been a guest of the podcast. Mr. Sora himself recently gave it a 10 out of 10 that aired this season that I did not watch. That is the case study of Vantis or Vanitas. Vanitas. Oh, okay. As a seven, Vanitas. nine, six on Mal, it's pretty solid. I, that's that's interesting. I haven't, I haven't historical vampire. I mean, okay, it's bones that's getting a second season, so it's like half of what I like. Yeah, I, I, I know that you don't like history. It's that a Twilight. Totally. It's a Twilight podcast. It's the vampires is what I'm interested in. Yeah, not the history. Um, interesting. We could also just do Joran and still get a little bit of both. Um, yeah, except that show was, sucks. So let's not do that. Nah, it was very average. It was better than tell it to its Mal score somehow yeah that was rough uh cat what have you got to nominate i have a perfect show to nominate i really do i'm excited (laughs) um so there's a lot of shows that we talk about in this discord right a lot of the shows that we talk about are sometimes really fun sometimes really shitty sometimes they're just annoying uh and there's one show that one of the things that we love to talk about are, like, really uh, controversial shows. Some shows that, like, we really hate or are, we really love. This is one of those shows that, if you've read the source material, you really, really love it. And it seems like if you, if you hate the source material or you haven't read the source material, you hate the show, too. Or you might think it's myth. It's redo of a human resident. No. Um, and it it can really be boiled down to one phrase. Fuck Rachel. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh, yeah, I, would so, have, I would have so much fun defending I, Rachel. I have a poster in my background of that show. We I am going to nominate Tower of God. That's yes, nomination. Tyler, I'm nominating that so you can vote for it. <laughs> that would be I well I don't know if he likes the anime or not I don't know if he'd want us to talk about it or not because he yeah, well for one he doesn't watch anime and so I've he... dropped the man wall like eight times so yeah. it's, it's really good mm. it's okay, um, okay. And, and by that I mean I dropped it on chapter two like eight times in a row you see it's... what I mean this would be a great discussion yeah well Rachel did nothing wrong so we're fine um all right and uh... that's just a objectively wrong statement um what she did wrong was ever associate with the fucking loser that is bam right yes you're right so sorry that was objectively wrong uh she just did what she had to do to survive and to thrive in the in that terrible world that they live in uh but yeah all right i guess we need to all vote for this show so we can talk about it um and yeah i guess i'll just re-up 86 it keeps uh getting legacy points so well maybe... except for this time because you cheated so it didn't get one well, i time. caught myself cheating at <laughs> Correct. least yeah um <laughs> accidentally uh so there you go uh i'll nominate it again this time though and maybe it'll get a legacy point again because yeah my shows don't win uh although we disproved that recently with elf and lead and I, we saw how well that went so you, know. you also and got what was the other one now and then, now here, and then and here and there, there. Yeah, yeah another one that you know, went really well, I think. I think we all liked it a lot, so... I mean, you uh, pick, like, unique shows. I'm just like, ooh, top of Mal, what haven't I seen? So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I do pick very unique shows, don't I? I try. 
Except for this one where I picked Top of Mal. Ooh, what a... <laughs> so, we'll see. All right, uh, but I think that wraps it up for this week. So, Pete, why don't you uh, close us out? Yes, if you have made it this far in the episode, thank you very much. If you'd like to support the podcast, the best way to do that is like, comment, subscribe, follow, leave a review, depending on whatever platform you are listening slash watching us on. Uh, if you're interested in talking with us about anime, manga, sports, video games, whatever. And our link tree in the description below is the contact information to all of our socials. If you, yeah, so come join us if you'd like to talk about that stuff. Next week will be my part one review of the currently wrapping up summer seasonals. Got got some spicy ones for you. We're going to be talking some two-year eternity, maybe some girlfriend, girlfriend, who knows? The... The possibilities are literally endless. So um, we will see you next Monday for that. Otherwise, in two weeks, we will be watching Death Parade. We will see you then. Bye. Bye-bye. Peace.